0: Welcome to Coffee to Go. Here we center ourselves in the season, scriptures, and holy days of the Christian tradition. I'm Karen Peter, here with Blake Smith, and we welcome you on the journey. So our question, as always, is where is Jesus this week? And as we come towards the end of ordinary time, we are aware that soon we will end this Christian year and begin anew with Advent. So In these last few Sundays before the season ends, we are with Jesus who is teaching about discipleship. And Jesus teaches using parables or stories that have meaning embedded in them. And sometimes it's hard to really get them the. the actual meaning of what Jesus is getting at. And it's not just us not understanding because sometimes in the Gospels, it'll be like, and then after all the crowds left, Jesus turned around and explained it to the disciples. So it's not like we're (laughs) the only people that don't always understand what's being said here. But today's passage um, is one that is called the parable of the 10 bridesmaids. And so it's good to note that in this parable, um, oil is used and the, the oil is used as a metaphor for one's commitment to follow Jesus. Oil had a lot of sacred connotations and sacred uses in scripture. And so the oil is used as a metaphor for a commitment that can't be borrowed from another person. Each person is responsible for your own commitment to discipleship. So keep that in mind as we hear the parable that Jesus shares.
1: All right. And the scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the 25th chapter, the first through the 13th verse. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten young women took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, All of them became drowsy and slept, but at midnight there was a shout, look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those young women got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other young women came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. A couple of things I want to say about this scripture passage. Uh, we might. Uh, want to focus on the keep awake. but it's important to note that even the wise bridesmaids slept. So this is obviously not about being awake or asleep. It's about being prepared. It's about commitment. Uh, as you mentioned, this oil is a metaphor for for one's commitment. But again, as we've said many times at coffee to go, we're human. And we procrastinate, and we rationalize of all the reasons we think, oh well, I won't need this. I'll just carry a lighter bag or or whatever. The other piece about the scripture is that this is being told to a group of people who have been waiting Christ's return, and um, like us, we get tired of waiting, and so we we maybe give up, or we think, well, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, or if it does happen. We'll deal with it then. Um, And Christ, Jesus is saying, we need to be ready. Our commitment needs to be strong. We can't, as you mentioned, we can't borrow commitment from someone else. It is ours. Um, And um, it's important for us to live expectantly and with hope. And part of the gospel message is, is the promise of God's fulfillment (laughs) of God's will. And So it may not happen in our time. And that happens with all kinds of things. When we ask for blessings, when we are seeking some response or answer from God, the important piece is that we wait expectantly and with hope. And because of that, uh, and, and also because of the part that we can't borrow from someone else, we have to take responsibility for our own actions and be proactively ready to serve the final piece that I would say about this is that, you know, Jesus shows up in unexpected ways in non-traditional places from his very birth. <laughs> um That's that's just the theme. Right. And so the world in that time was constantly caught off guard. We need to not be caught off guard, but to be watching. And I'm not talking about watching for a physical return of Jesus. but watching for Jesus to appear in our midst with those we engage on a daily basis, seeing Christ in others. That, I mean, because that is the living body of Christ in today's world, right? It's important for us to, to be watchful of that, keep our commitment because God does show up. God does show up. So some questions that come to mind for me, When we talk about oil level being commitment and acknowledging that we're human and that we sometimes want to give up, we get tired of waiting, the question is what gets in the way of keeping your oil level, your commitment up and ready? Is it fear? Is it frustration? Is it anger? What What is it? What gets in the way of keeping your oil level up? Another thing, because of this idea that, that Jesus appears in unexpected ways, I think a fun one would be to say, in, in whom did you see Jesus that completely blew you away, flabbergasted you, because it was so not churchy? I mean, we look for Jesus in church, but think this week about a time when Jesus showed up and you went, oh my gosh, that's not churchy. That can't be
0: absolutely, Jesus. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And the older I get, the more and more of that I see.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, finally, just uh, the same thing with the Spirit. When when has the Spirit shown up unexpectedly in your life? And how are you ready to receive that? So how can we experience that this week, Karen?
0: Well, I I think going back to the oil as a metaphor, um, first off, i got to say, I, I've read that Scripture hundreds of times. But today, when you read it, it was like, seriously? Those women started out and didn't bring extra oil. What the heck were they thinking? That's the first time that ever came to mind. But, but today, was, <laughs> What's wrong with those people. Okay. But I was thinking about the oil. Maybe that's why it struck me in this way and, and how we use oil. And so this week when I use oil and, and maybe for you as well, whether it's cooking oil, olive oil for the salad, or whether it's putting oil in your car or, you know, oiling the lawnmower, whatever it is. I have a hot oil hair treatment waiting in on my vanity um, to use. And I use rose oil on my face. There's lots of oils we use. Um, every time you pick up oil to use, check your inner oil. Check what's mm. inside of you and use it as a gauge, if you will, of how connected am I to the spirit? How, how am I living expectantly with hope for the future? So every time you pick up oil, ask yourself that, and then think: Do I do I need to add oil to this? Do I need to really spend some some time in in contemplation, or in study, or in conversation with someone, or simply alone to to add oil um, into my inner self? Or maybe in maybe I need an oil change, which sometimes I do. I need a whole attitude adjustment and an oil change, or however you want to describe it when you pick up oil to use this week, gauge your inner, your inner oil level.
1: Wow. You know, as you said that, I, I could think of many times where there are times when I need to add oil, but the idea of an oil change, Uh, hardly hardly ever do we step back and say, maybe I just need to think about what I'm committed to and, and, Have an oil change. Wow. I like, I like that image. I like that image. Every 3000 miles, get your, get your oil (laughs) change. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I guess it lasts a little bit longer now, but. (laughs) All right. Well, how about a blessing?
0: Yes. How about a blessing? And this actually came from. The Anglican Litany for the Darkness, and it's adapted out of women's prayer. So in honor of that, I'll read it today. All right. This was adapted from the Anglican Litany prayed at Canterbury Chapel, Canterbury Cathedral, April 18, 1986. For the darkness of waiting, of not knowing what is to come, of staying ready and quiet and attentive, we praise you, O God. For the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For the darkness of choosing when you give us the moment to speak, and act, and change, and we cannot know what we have set in motion, but we still have to take the risk. We praise you, O God. For the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For the darkness of hoping in a world which longs for you. For the wrestling and laboring of all creation, for the wholeness and justice and freedom, we praise you, O God. For the darkness and the light are both alike to you.
1: I like that. A great way to send us out to live expectantly and with hope. So thanks for joining us here this week at Coffee to Go. We invite you to join us again next week for the next part of our journey through the liturgical seasons and holy days of the Christian tradition.